Episode 15 of Coffee to Go, I believe. It is your co-host, Lou, Law, I mean Law, Sean, <laughs> and Dave. Yeah, where, where is Law? Law, where are you? One of the covers like this. I don't know where she went. She is hiding. She's, uh, she's with Waldo. Isn't that what his name is? Waldo? Where's Waldo? Where's Waldo? Where's those books used to be kids? cool. Like, I yeah, yeah, used to, I used to if love you had one of those books, you was popular. I used to be real focused. I used to be yeah. real focused trying to find him. Like, yeah. where he at? I was so um, frustrated. Carmen San Diego? Yes. Carmen San Diego was another one. Yeah. yeah. I had I had that game on my computer when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to I used to play it. I would. I remember failing at the first, like I couldn't get past the first level because I didn't know what to do until like mm-hmm. 10 minutes in. The guy's like, I think you should pick the pipe. And then you pick the pipe and you get the clue. And then I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, you know. But then I would just run it back. And just like, <laughs> what the thing is, I'm like, I know where you are, bitch. Dane is <laughs> <laughs> aggressive this morning. Yeah, he was a little aggressive. That right? Day. That was a little aggressive. That was a little aggressive. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> in the first, you know, VITCH, right? <laughs> uh, Sean, let's go ahead and kick off this topic. Okay. So the topic is kids in social media. How old we think they should be to have it and if we should limit them to certain ones, which I believe is a yeah. So when I was when I was talking about it with my sister. You know, when you when you sign up for social media, you have to put in your birth date. So mm-hmm. I think you have to be what thirteen. You have to be thirteen. I believe thirteen. You have to be a teenager. So yeah. yeah. So now I feel like that is an appropriate age, but it depends on the social media. Depends so on now, platforms. yes. So now Facebook. I always feel like you know Facebook. You'll see less things. Like it'll be more like. Your family members, mm-hmm. like cousins and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, you kind of that one. I could, you can monitor Facebook. them because yeah. you have to have you have to be a friend to see what's coming up on a feed. Right. I feel like with Instagram, if you search stuff, that'll just pop up on your feed. Um, I feel like with Instagram is like it's not as like uh, how should I say? I feel like if you don't have it on a privacy setting, anybody can follow you. Yeah. Um. Anything like if you search one thing, then that's popping up all day. I feel like some stuff that I don't even search be popping up on my feed as mm-hmm. you know, you may be interested. I'm like, not really, like, but okay. <laughs> They're following um, the same yeah. steps as TikTok. Like, TikTok is just like broad, just like exposure, exactly. exposure. And Instagram exactly. is still doing that, like in your time. Yeah. You see, like, but, I don't follow this page. With TikTok, the- with TikTok, they actually generated, like, depending on how, like, what you like. So mm-hmm. they'll put anything up there, 
like as far as like different things. And if you like that video, then they'll play videos that's like that. So like somehow yeah. on TikTok, it's like they have an I algorithm. Like, yeah, like lesbian TikTok because I like you know videos with LGBTQ yeah. community. So like now it that's what like that hashtag will pop up more on my feed than. Yeah, I've noticed Adore. that on TikTok because, like, I like yeah. like the comedy videos and stuff like that. And now I've been seeing nothing but like stand up comedies or like yeah. people like self made comic co- comedians. So, yeah, so I feel like I feel like Instagram is pretty much the same thing. Um, but like, as far as children having social media, I just feel like <clears throat> it's at your own discretion. One, I mean, if you yeah. so choose to let your children have social media earlier, then that's on you. But I feel like. At 13, 14, and 15, they'll know a little bit more about mm-hmm. things that's out here. And I feel like younger kids that's, like, 10, they're more impressionable. So, like, they'll see, like, these IG models whose bodies look perfect, not realizing that they bought these bodies. Um, and they might think, like, oh, I need to look like that. Or, you know, I feel like they're, they're more impressionable at 10 years old. And if somebody, like, randomly follows them, like, I always think about, like, creepy people that like to go in inboxes because they do yeah. that with adults. Yeah. So now imagine that with a child. With a child, right? yeah, definitely. So you got to uh, think about a lot. But I, I thought about it only because my friend's daughter is, like, 10, and she wants – she has a social media platform. And I'm just like, I don't think that she's uh, old enough for that. Because if you have to lie about your age to sign up for one, I don't think that you should have it. That's yeah, a great – I agree. I agree. Um, I, I wouldn't let, you know, my oldest is 10 years old or he's 10. I'm not going to let her get an Instagram or Facebook. Yeah, I, I don't I don't see anything kind of wrong with a Facebook um, because she could, you know, she could follow me. She could follow my grandmother. She could follow her own mother. She could follow, you know, family, you know, and family could write her. She could post things and she could interact with the family. But I feel like Instagram is a little bit excessive. I feel like Twitter and Instagram are like the two social medias that like I would never like want at that age. They're they are impressionable. At ten years old, you know, she's just now seeing the world for what it kinda is and she's still learning. She's still, you know, trying to be who she's going to be, you know? And I feel like as a teenager, you're still getting into that that kind of phase, that age where you're like, you know, becoming who you're going to be. Because I feel like you're not who you are going to be until you're like 22, 23. Because even at 18 and 19, I wasn't... older than that. Yeah. It took me a while to be like who I am. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to say like, I ain't going to be ashamed. I was like almost 30. It wasn't until like I've I've been like in my career like on my own and figuring out who I am as a person. So I want to say around thirty because yeah. before that I was still juggling back and forth and trying to figure out wh- which direction I wanted to go. So it, right. it takes a while. It takes a while to actually find yourself. And, and you social media are. could could play a huge role in in shaping who you're gonna be you know accelerate it or delay it right it could there's exposure right like the, the right type of exposure there could be a good it could be bad like it could stunt what you know who you could be because you're so distracted mm-hmm. with all these like all these things and that's another thing it's a distraction yeah, yeah. if you I, I i agree with both with both of you um I actually, there's a great book. Uh, if you guys would want to read it, I'll, I'll put it in the in the comments. Um, 
section <laughs> or in our group chat, but it's a great book. And the, the group, the, the book details how social media really has affected uh, during the 2000s to the 2015, like a lot of uh, young girls, especially it affects young girls most, mostly because um, most are like relationship or like relational. So like when you see like the feed of people going out, people having the time of their life, like to have that impression on someone, like they'll be like, oh, I'm missing out. And, and like you, you, you build these feelings and it, it causes, it, it has caused like a lot, uh, an increase in depression and anxiety because of like perception is reality. And, and what you see is what you think is real, right? So like if you're bombarded with this kind of exposure, you might think that that's like what's actually happening. Mm -hmm. And in, in fact, it's like, it's not, you're just, you know, you're, you're just like looking into the world of other people. How about focus on your own world? So that could one be a distraction. So uh, for me too, like I, I'm with you, Sean, like I feel like I'm just becoming, I'm realizing who I am. And that happened around like the age of 29, 28, like these actually, I think COVID just smacked me in the face. Like, I'll be honest. That helped. That probably helped you. That, uh, that to figure, you had nothing but time to figure it out. Yeah, exactly. It's it's also it's also like uh, this is a tip. <coughs> you start to appreciate life more when you when you notice the ticking the ticking time bomb. Like, oh, I'm I'm gonna run out one day, so let me focus. Because before you're just like in la la land, and that could number two, that could also be something that social media could do for a young person to remove them from like something that's finite they're just like exposed to so many things like yeah you know comedy or you know whatever their interest is and then they're just like endless endlessly scrolling um i you guys are talking about facebook i feel like facebook is like the number one gateway to like you know if you are going to start off social media you should probably do that you have better control i think it's more easier to control private <laughs> settings yeah. Well, they have a they have a kid they have a kids um Facebook, so I think like your the parent sets it up because I always get like notifications from like Zoe and Bria and stuff like that, but I think it's like monitored by the parents and the parents choose who's on the social media. Oh. Like mm -hmm. you go through and choose from your list who you want your kids to be able to interact with. Like you can't right. just say I'm gonna search Zoe and just text her. Like I. Because they, I got invited to talk to her. I can talk to her, like okay. type things like that. So, I think that that was a little bit better than. Yeah, I think I think that's really better. I mean, because you look at like the the Twitter landscape. Um, I mean, Twitter is it's toxic. It's 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 almost like going on Reddit, but it's more of a public forum. You know, you could literally say anything on Twitter, and then a slew of of People could just like bombard Attack with you. comments yeah. and, you, and know, for no reason. you know the sad part is like for no reason. Some people yeah, like, Twitter is very yeah, very negative. Behavior. I had made a comment a week ago um, about uh, I made a comment to somebody else's comment about um, super teams. We were talking about the NBA, so my super teams. So I had made a comment and. Immediately after that comment, I've, I had like I, I exited out. I don't have my notifications on for Twitter. Um, it's just when I go on Twitter, that's when I check my notifications. I don't like the constant pop up. So if somebody likes it. I don't want to know that somebody liked it. I don't want to know somebody retweeted it. So I don't keep my notifications on. Same thing with Instagram. I don't have my notifications on, on Instagram either. 
But um, yeah, so I had made a comment and I would go on Twitter probably like an hour later and I had like 30 comments for that one comment that I said. And the only thing that I really said was I felt like the Warriors wasn't a super team. I felt like they was a homegrown team that they they did everything the right way. They drafted well. The players that they drafted became superstars and they had 73 wins before Kevin Durant joined their team. And then it was like, oh, well, it's just like um, – it's just like LeBron because LeBron put that team together. So they put that team together. I'm like, it's not the same. It's it's them. They recruited KD after the fact. You know, and they was yeah. like, yo, KD, you're a free agent. Do you want to join us? Like, KD had like, that it option. A, it, was a, it was an afterthought. It yeah. Like it's, they were, it wasn't like they was going to get him. Like, let's go right, get him. Like, right. Right. You know, and that's what I was trying to explain. And, you know, people was just like, oh, well, it's just like LeBron because LeBron did this, that, and third. I'm like, yo, honestly, like, I really didn't even bring up LeBron. Like, y'all bringing up LeBron and y'all feeling triggered because I'm talking about the Warriors and the Warriors beat LeBron. So it's like, like it, and that was just one. I had another comment where I was talking about the Knicks, and um, some guy had said that uh, um, one of the Knicks players was underpaid. It was one of the centers, and I was just like, "Well, your best ability is availability. So if you're not available, how can you be underpaid? How can you be this player that you're just not you're not making enough? Like, in my opinion, if you're injured and you're not able to get out there on the floor and everything you're paid you're being compensated like i don't i don't care your i don't care about your talent if you're not out able to go out on the court and display that talent it's like if you're at a job and you're constantly sick but you're really good at what you do you know like a normal boss is going to be like well you know if if he doesn't keep coming in like if he's always sick like i don't care about his i don't care how good he is i could find somebody that's just as good and I could, re- like, you're easily replaceable. But it doesn't matter if it's basketball. It doesn't matter if it, it's your day job or whatever. So, yeah, so that, I had gotten into it with a whole bunch of people. And people was just, like, slamming me for my comments. And, and you know, it's, like, one of those things that's kind of, like, do you stick by your guns and you keep, you know, trying to defend what you were saying? Or do you, you know, just remove yourself from it and just be, like, I'm not going to respond? I'll just leave it alone because it's. You know what? It'll like if you keep responding, you keep getting into it. You might get a little yeah. Angry. You, you go down a little rabbit hole. So it, yeah, yeah. And it's just like mm-hmm. so. That's what I was saying also about like with kids because stuff like that it can be considered to be bullying. So that's another avenue for them to be bullied, mm-hmm. and it's a distraction. If like if you're arguing and going back and forth, that's a distraction as far as them just arguing. And then people find ways to bully people on the internet. So even if it's like a like, you know how they've been out of school the the whole DNA, the whole year, or yeah. mixture of going in and out, you know? They usually have their friends on, like, social media. That's what a lot of kids ended up getting social media for, just to be able to communicate with their friends. But sometimes right. people ain't your friends, and they be on there bullying the kids yeah. and stuff like that, too. And still peer pressuring through social media. Yeah. And you can't really control that. As a parent, you can't sit there and dictate who comments and who says things. I mean, you could you could set up privacy settings and everything, but sometimes it don't be people that you don't know. Sometimes it be people that you do know, you know. And and I think Facebook has you know has a given an avenue where you could kind of monitor that and and shield them from it. But Instagram, you know, there's not really. There's an algorithm for what you see. There's an algorithm for the search. There's an algorithm for the feed. I mean, I have 
I have over a thousand people following me and yet I only see probably about a hundred of them in my actual feed. Like I don't see they all do. a thousand people. What they what they do is it depends on who you basically interact with. Mm-hmm. So if you like somebody's photos or maybe go on a page or whatever like that, so that's how it shows your yeah, so basically the people that you Yeah, I'm you your most, most interactive people. Yeah, and I'm not yeah. seeing everybody else that's on, on my um mm-hmm. my, and, and and it's and, and I guess it, it works in a, in the essence, I'm only following probably like three hundred out of the thousand people that's kind of following me. So at the end of the day, it's kind of like, do I really want to see all three hundred? Or if you're following a thousand people, do you really want to see all thousand going down your feet every day? No, you don't. So, um, <clears throat> as far as the children, I, I just feel like, you know, I, I think being at that age there should be an age limit there should be an age limit to certain social medias twitter you should be like 15 twitter is very toxic it's they they have like this porn on twitter it's no, literally yeah, porn on twitter no for real no it is you know i mean so, you can pretty much see that anywhere too you, yeah but i mean well, you know on, on an actual block stuff like yeah, on you, it's not blocked it's on twitter some stuff, no some it's stuff literally open up there it's open no, it's like it's not like blocked at all. Like you can literally, I see girls posting their OnlyFans, titties out, and everything. Like they have, and they'll be like, "Oh yeah, just click the link, and you can just go straight into my OnlyFans. You can subscribe right there, done and there." Um, they have. There's this one girl that um, this one girl that like she literally just goes on different hashtags and she'll like any hashtag like normal that, hashtags, like normal yeah like a normal hashtag, hashtag like because you know you know how like twitter has like a like what's trending yeah okay mm-hmm. so i'll go on to the trending page and i always see this girl and she'll be on everything that's that's trending and she'll have she'll post the hashtag and she'll be out there naked as hell and that's one this is what i'm saying like this is twitter is i feel like twitter uh-huh. is probably the worst of all the social medias because of the mm. fact that you have you'll have there's the, no filter yeah there's no filter you'll have the hate you'll have the porn you'll have the you know that for children like being when yeah. i when i got on twitter the first the first year i was on twitter i was I did the hashtag um Twitter after dark. And like I would literally go on Twitter at like ten o'clock and I would just post <laughs> nothing but, you know, sexual innuendos and stuff. And and I got I got popular from that. Like my first Twitter, I, I had like I had like thirteen K followers within the first year that I actually joined Twitter. That was back in like two thousand I wanna say two thousand nine, two thousand ten. And I had like thirteen K followers all from Twitter after dark. I had girls mm-hmm. DMing me. Like, oh, what's up? Like, like, are you really like this in real life? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, girls is really hitting yeah. me up. And this is this is the toxicity of Twitter. This is the toxicity of, of social media. And do you really want your children subject to this? No, because you, know? you want so, them. So I, feel like, question, I feel like they should. Oh. Like, whoa, whoa, like, real quick, like, you and Matt, like, I mean, your kids, they're already, like, magically aged to the age of, like, 15, right? And mm-hmm. Sean... I just got a kid right now. Like, what's the conversation looking like? Like, the kid comes up to you and says, "I wanna, I want this. I want social media. I want a Twitter. I want an Instagram." Like, what's the? How are you gonna like bring them in? Because they're they're obviously that they're coming to you and they're saying that they want social media. But like, how are you gonna guide them to it? Are you gonna sit down with them? Are you just gonna absolutely like revoke it? Or no, what's I, mean, I feel like I feel like you should sit down with them. I mean, that's as a parent, you're the first line of defense in everything that goes on in their lives. 
you're the first line of defense when it comes to bullying, especially in school. You know, something's happening in school. They come home, they tell you what you're basically in charge of the next steps. What are you going to do? You're going to go to the school. You're going to speak to the teachers. Are you going to um, you're going to request to speak to the to the to the uh, students, parents, or you're the first line of defense. So that also plays an effect in social media. You're going to be the first line of defense, especially nowadays where you've had ten, nine, eight year olds with with actual cell phones. You know these kids have cell phones nowadays. <laughs> Oh, yeah, allergies. Oh my gosh, I forgot to take my um, my medicine. But anyways, so you have these kids, eight, nine, ten years old, with cell phones. My daughter asked me for a cell phone when she was eight years old. You know, and I was I actually considered getting her a cell phone. You know, it was uh, it was her mother that was against it, and I'm still for her having a cell phone. Only for oh, the she fact have that one yet. no, I have I I could I have a cell phone to give her. It's just I only feel like, I feel like I, at this point, I feel like at ten, like ten years old, I feel like they should have a phone, not necessarily to connect to you know social media for emergencies, right. so that I can speak to you. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I can, I can speak, speak to you directly. Can, you could call me. You could, yeah. you know, if anything is going on, or and especially for in my situation where my daughter is not with me, this gives her constant communication where she could, she doesn't have to ask permission to text me. She doesn't have to ask permission to call me. She doesn't have to. You know, until right. right. She doesn't have to wait till her mother. But with the phones, you can you can monitor that too. As far as yeah. like who is yeah. able um, to have nowadays, especially who if you have a to... right, especially yeah. if you have an iPhone, you could literally yeah. see who they texting, what websites they visit. Um, you you could that, is watch. It an app? Isn't it an app that you can um download? Is it um? You could do everything straight from the parental um settings in their actual oh. iPhone. Like oh, yeah. you could actually control it from the um from Apple ID. You could control oh, what's right. going on. So you just make them an Apple ID and everything. and Because you're going to have to make them an Apple ID regardless um, just so mm -hmm. that they can download apps. So you could literally block the, any apps. Like, they have to request it. So say if they wanted to download Twitter, they have to actually request it. So, um, and like us, it, we could just, you know, click it and it'll download. For them, yeah. when they hit it, it'll be a request. And it comes to your and, phone. Right. And then we could actually be like, oh, okay, yes, it could, you know, I, I approve you downloading it or whatever. So you, you're like I said, you're the first line of defense for your children, and in order to be that first line, you have to constantly be able to monitor exactly what's going on with your children. And if you're not, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's plenty of parents that just don't care. But for the parents that do care, there are things that are set up and and avenues that you can literally monitor what's going on, help them understand what's going on and if you can't necessarily explain it there's youtube videos that they can watch that that people really put out into the world that ex help explain to your child like okay have your child watch this youtube video because this youtube video will help your child understand exactly why they can or cannot do this and you know, so oh, i love youtube youtube is like the it, you want to learn how to how to build something from scratch? Go on YouTube. I love YouTube. That's true. But I do I do feel like also you should just really have a, a great like line of communication with your kids. Yeah. I feel like you should just talk to your kids like normal. Don't talk to them like kids. Like my oh, nephew, I, I had him, I had him, remember I had him for like two months or whatever. He wants to come back up for the summer. My baby can come back up. 
But with him, you have to talk to him like straight out. You can't sugarcoat stuff for him. He's not he's not that type of kid. He's sugarcoat stuff if he asked um his grandfather had passed away. But his grandfather had passed away like right after my father. So his mom didn't tell him. So he came, he asked me like, did he pass away? And I'm like, Yeah, like he did. Cause you can't you cannot just be like, okay, I'm not gonna tell him. I don't want him his feelings to be hurt. You gotta tell him straight out, like this is what it is. Right. Yeah. No, like, I agree. Okay, he I respects agree. you for that. I agree. So my grandfather had got locked media. up. I had told Aubrey. You know what? Yeah. I, I I tried to explain to Aubrey exactly. You know, I didn't go into details, but I, I let her know. I was like, you know, he did as bad things. As much as you could. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know, he did bad not, things. It's not okay. To go away. You you have because to. Then, you have to because now if they're on social media and they're seeing it, they're like looking like that's something that you could have told me about, right. you know, anything as far Very as true. you don't want them you don't want them learning stuff from social media. You wanna explain that to them, like, okay, look, this is how some people are, this is what some people do, this happens, this happens, way. you know, you, you don't know, wanna be right. like, Oh, I, I didn't see it on social media and now all of a sudden like I'm like my mind is all over the place. Exactly. You don't want you don't want it to be like that. And also when it comes to like racism, I mean they're gonna deal with it like in their own lives outside. Mm. Some people deal with it and some people don't. I've heard of people that say they never dealt with it, but then like they might be on social media and now they're seeing all this stuff and now they're wondering and they're confused. So I feel like that's another thing you should really just explain to your kids, like how people are in the world, how people, yeah. you know, they might not like you just because of your skin color or your sexual orientation or you know you got to explain these things and not have them just see it on social media and it's yeah, or even in the world it's not even in stuff like that it's not even on social media half the time sometimes you're seeing this stuff on the news you know you, yeah. you see uh the Derek chauvin trial um the the police killings of uh you know of these black young men you know and the, people the, are like the young oh, girl that just got killed yeah you know oh they're not innocent they're not why they're not innocent because the color of their black. skin like that's <clears throat> at the end of the day nobody deserves to die at that nope. you know like you everybody says that you're guilty and I mean, you're innocent until proven guilty okay well take them to court then have them arrested, taking them to court, and let the justice system, I mean, it, as flawed as the justice system is, still let them have a chance to go yeah. into the justice system and let them let them prove their innocence. Let them prove, you have to prove that they're guilty, period. And I don't like the fact that, like, you know, the news, the media, social media, they, they try to portray this thing where you're already guilty, you know, oh, he was arrested back in 2013. Okay, and you know what does that have to do with anything? <clears throat> that you could have been arrested for stealing some water because you was thirsty. Yeah, that has nothing to do with the here and now. The same thing that they did with um Derek Chauvin, uh, and um and and uh what's his name um Floyd. Oh, he he was arrested for doing drugs, and he, okay, that doesn't that doesn't justify him dying. Then that he, doesn't justify. It didn't justify him killing him. having his knee on his neck for no, almost ten minutes. It that doesn't, doesn't justify that. Doesn't at I all. I don't get it. And it's like okay, it's now like whatever the, the incident with the girl, they're yeah. like okay, well she had a knife, but she's the one she that had a butter the knife. knife. She had a butter knife, a butter knife at that, a butter knife, and on top of that, she called the cops and. So it was two girls against her. Like she's the one that called. She was afraid. She yes. was. 
And and at the end of the day, like they, I don't people care what you don't deserve. He could have easily teased her to bring her down. Four shots, four shots for a sixteen-year-old. Yeah. 15, 16. Like at the end of the day, it doesn't take. It doesn't take. It, it, oh, the the other um the other unjustified killing. Uh, oh, I didn't realize that I grabbed it, my this, gun and I, I thought my I grabbed my taser. Mm-hmm. You know the difference between the t- and, and you're trained to know the difference. It, not only that, they're on two different two sides. Different of- they're two different shapes. Like they're shaped, but that the the taser is mad thick and bulky and short. You and know the difference. It's light. It's it's it, it's like a toy, and it's bright. Yeah. It's bright. It's you, bright. I, if I'm holding something in front of my face, I know what color it is. There's no way I have to be colorblind to not know. And even if I was colorblind, you would still you know the difference. She was, she was uh, what 28, 28 years on on the job, and she was training other officers. She was actually training somebody that day. She was training somebody that day, and she still mm-hmm. reached for her gun. Instead of reaching for the taser, and then she now, I just I me personally, I just don't believe it. I don't believe it. You know, you could try to make this. Oh, I thought I reached for it, and then she even said it like after she shot, she was like, "Oh my gosh, what did I do? I shot." You know, I, I meant to reach for my taser. No, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. Because there's there's a huge difference. There's a huge difference. Mm-mm. I just feel like. Um... Even there was, I think it was in California with a 13 year old boy that the cops killed. It wasn't really put out there like that. Like, I, I just so happened to stumble across it. So, the 13 year old boy was out. The cops actually shot him and killed him, but they hesitated first. Like, it's like they pulled his gun, they gun out. His hands up like this. He's a little Spanish boy. His hands up like this. And they paused for a second and then they shot him. So now, when they went to the, the police department, when they had to report it, they sat there and they said to their chief and everyone, oh, yeah, he had a gun and we was in fear of our life. Then the body cam footage came out and seen that they paused, hesitated before they shot this little boy. And then on the internet, this is what everybody's saying. Well, he's 13. Why was he outside? What? There's, there's, like a, there's like a card everyone loves to pull, right? Like. It's like something happens, and then they pull out the race car. They pull out the drug card. Oh, he's 13. Why is he outside? What are we talking about here? Like, he's 13. He's going to be outside. And don't you remember when you were 13? You would, you know, either you were playing manhunt or you were just doing 13-year-old activities. Like, being outside is not, uh, I'm not trying to make this a slogan, but it's not a crime. You're just outside, you know? You you want to. It's a crime? It's a crime to be outside? Like. But it's, it's a crime to, to be, be a kid to go outside and play tag or run around, and it's a crime to well, uh, what's his what, Trayvon Martin? Yeah, it's to a go, crime to go get some skittles. It's you a know what's the real crime though? The the real crime and the unfortunate part is, and I, I've heard this saying uh, come up. It's like when you're under great stress, uh, uh, pressure, or under great stress, you're gonna re- you're gonna re- uh, revolve around. Or resort to your lowest level of training. So, with all these all these uh, scenarios happening, it makes me worry. Like, what what's going on in the training? Because when you know what? You know this funny? is part of the job, you, you you're gonna encounter gr- moments of great pressure, and you need to be able to be like left right. You know, the thing like, is with the training. That's that's actually um great that you bring that up because um they had actually brought up statistics of uh, other countries and other places that, uh, for instance, Norway. Their training, they they train for three years. 
it's like going to college. They train for three years just to be a police officer. Um, there's another place that they train for a year and a half. Like, there's another, uh, I forget which country. This, this is all in Europe. This isn't, yeah, yeah, we only do, we do, uh, no, sometimes it's six weeks. It's six weeks to six months. Depending on the state, depending on the state requirements, that's the that's the only requirement that you that need. That's not enough time. You're just taking bodies at this point. You know? Yeah, and then they do. And they, my whole thing is, is if you ever, because I went through the process for um, school safety, and they do it. They mirror it now as like you know, if you're becoming a police officer, and they go through so much. They go through your family's history. They want everybody like as far as your uncles. If they alive or dead, your grandparents mm-hmm. alive or dead, they want everybody's information to know if they went to jail, what they went to jail for. They give you a psyche valve. They do these steps where it's like, how are these people getting through these parts? But then obviously they're not stable in the mind that you get so scared and timid, like the 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 Asian cop that shot the guy coming down the stairs in his building. He was coming down yeah. his own stairs. You were in the building. You got scared and you shot and killed him. Yeah, and nothing can even happen to him. He he's still on the force. Nah, he went to jail. He went to jail. That was like oh, the first, oh that oh okay. But I, know I felt like but yeah, I felt one. like that you know it was because he was Asian, but yeah. he went to jail. Yeah, you know what I, I'm I was thinking about the other the other time where they was raiding they was raiding a uh, they was raiding um apartment building and there was a black gentleman coming down the stairs and they thought that it was him and they they was like yo you got to stop you got to stop and he was like yo i'm just going i'm i'm coming i'm trying to leave and they was like no 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 stop and then they killed him and yeah it was like four four white officers they was on the way upstairs and they actually killed him and um yeah they nothing they was just nothing. like oh, it's collateral damage like are you serious uh so what, what? a human life is just collateral damage uh, what what happened with um with a uh, old girl that um she just came home from her shift she was asleep and Brianna Taylor I mean and and they got off as well yeah <clears throat> even even the one um it was on uh I think it was was it on the first forty eight no it wasn't on the first forty eight it was on one of these shows but it was also it was a real story and I had seen the story of the little girl they came in to raid the house. And she was sleeping in her bed, seven-year-old girl. She might have moved, like, you know, you move in your sleep. So she might have turned around, and they shot her and killed her because she had moved. But y'all are raiding this house. And and I believe they was at the wrong house because they do that a lot. They be at the yeah. wrong house. Like Brianna Taylor, they was at the wrong house. Yep. Y'all go to the wrong house all the time. And y'all are able to just kill people like a seven-year-old, a EMT that just got off a shift, like... Who was both sleeping? What what's the consequences for these? Like at the end of the there day, like when when these they're they're forced to retire, you still you still have your full pension. No, um, not they get desk jobs and still get paid, and then yeah. once once it dies down, they put them back out. Yeah, um, I can't remember which case it was. It was a but it was a police officer that had a lot of issues with just being like aggre- like overly aggressive, and had a couple accounts of um you know, like, aggressive force shooting. He shot a few people, like... Oh, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, And then he ended up actually killing somebody. Yep. And that was with the big case, but I can't remember who it was, because it's, like, at this point, it's so many people yeah, that you're so just, many. like, forgetting the name. Yeah. But he had... He had cases where he should have been taken off the force before yep. he would actually killed somebody. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, I feel like, at this point, I feel like cops should have just as much punishment as 
we would have if we killed the police officer. Yeah. And then on top of that, it's like where like when they sue when when you sue the, the police force, you're really they suing. Pay you. They're they're really suing the state. This is coming out of taxpayers. It's not coming out of this police pension. It's coming out of our money that yeah, we already it, paid. It should be coming out of their pension. Start taking away these pensions. Start taking, okay, well, you've been on the force for 30 years, and then you kill somebody. Well, guess what? All that money that you saved up for your pension, family. it needs to go to the family. And that, now that pension goes to the family because they, but, this, is, this is ridiculous at this point. And they're, and they're quick to pay it out rather than actually punishing they're quick the to pay it out them. because it's not coming out of their pockets it's coming out of the taxpayers pockets yeah. and, you know they're if it's not coming if it's three million if it's not coming out of uh, out of you know their if it's not coming out of your personal pocket i, I would be quick to pay it too you know like okay well let, let's let's try to sweep this under the rug well there's no consequences there's there's no consequences at all Derek chauvin has been He's been made an example of, but it's the perfect example because of the fact that exactly what happened. Um, it's nowadays like like what they say the the, the revolution will not be televised. Well, guess what? The revolution will be televised because everybody has a phone now. Everybody, everybody has access to social media. Everybody, and you could just film it, and it's gonna go viral. You're not gonna be mm -hmm. able to get away with census killings at. It, this is it it doesn't have to be that way why i just why, I, i'm not i'm i'm all for police officers having um you know weapons as far as like uh, guns and everything as far as them being able to protect themselves but it shouldn't that shouldn't be their go-to their go-to should be a taser it should be uh a taser is a, is a form to take down their their suspect in a non-lethal way where they're able to bring them to justice. The end of the day, that should be the name of the game, bringing them to jail so that they can have their due date in court. When you don't have that process, when you're eliminating that process and you're becoming judge, jury, and executioner, and you're deciding whether this person gets to walk away with their life or not, that's too much power. And you're the giving thing, these the officers way too much power. Way too much power, and the thing that just, it, the thing that makes everybody so mad is that you can see that the you know this this black this brown you know Hispanic person they have nothing in their hands they could be running away and y'all shoot them you'll have this white person with a fucking AK forty seven shoots up a church back, now he back he in the back seat with his handcuffs and y'all stopping to get motherfucking Burger King like huh. He killed so nine. He killed was, nine people in the church, and he took him to Burger King because he was hungry. Yes. So the AK forty-seven is not dangerous, but the person just walking down a block minding his business is dangerous. The person it's, pulling out his wallet is dangerous. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. It's it's really crazy. Even like the situation, like with Sean Bell, he leaving his bachelor party, he gets shot up and killed for what? For nothing. Now, you guys, I just don't understand. The, uh, there was a saying that said, um, what age do... No, I, I think I seen a clip and somebody said, what age does a, a black man become a threat? And I don't even know if it was a joke because it's not fucking funny, it's but not. like somebody has said, 12. 12. 12. 12 years old is dangerous to y'all? A 12-year-old that still watches cartoons. Yeah. 
is dangerous. That, that's tied to racism, right? Like, we're still dealing with that. What What have you guys experienced as far as personal? Um. So my mother lives. It's not like it's not like Tottenville, but it's like she lives over there by um CSI. She's like um you know in that area like uh Willowbrook and westerly and stuff okay. so it's yeah. like you know it's a little bit of a mixture over there you know it's, you have spanish people you have black people you have indian people you know white people um just walking from the store like um i got called the nigga at least three times um this, this girl was sitting on like the bus stop and um we were you know waiting with our friend to get on the bus like we was getting on the bus but they were getting on the bus and the white girl was sitting there and somebody drives past and calls her a nigga lover because she's standing there with black people. Um, and even like um, my brother, he actually went to Tottenville when he was younger and he had to leave because he experienced racism. They actually like jumped him because he was black. And you know, at this time he went there in the nineties. So it wasn't that many black people deciding to go to Tottenville, right. but yeah. It, I got actually called, uh, what I got called? Uh, a nigger dyke. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's not funny, but it's funny because it was like it was this Indian guy, which kills me because Indians are darker than us, but they don't like us either. And yeah. he's driving in his car. A lot of the times, it's never like to my face. It's always like somebody driving in their car, and they wait till like the light turns green. So now they're like skirting off, like so you can't even be like gangster with your with your racism because I feel in a fight if you want to fight, but they like literally meet in their car and they'll just drive away, and it's like. What was the point of you saying that? Like, yeah. and if I was anybody else, I probably would have got really, really mad. I could have chased you. You know what I'm saying? You don't never know what mm-hmm. you might have wanted. Get off that bike, bam. But it's like, it's like I don't understand. Like, did that make you feel good that you was able to drive past me and call mm-hmm. me a nigger because I was standing outside? Yeah. I don't understand. I don't understand at all. How about you, David? Like, just hearing your your experience, Sean, is. Like I, I definitely can see it. Like my my experience with racism ha- is different because you know I'm I'm half well I'm half Dominican and half Ecuadorian, but my mom is one of those light skinned Dominicans. So like I already have like that that card of like oh you light skinned you you're not a threat you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the I mean my experience hasn't been that bad, but my I guess privilege would be that I've actually had the opportunity to like, just look at other people and how people react to each other. You know, just like, I'm, I'm an observant people watcher. So I'll see how people interact with each other. Um, Natalie is more of lose color, you know? So I peep the interactions. I peep how people talk to her and I know how people talk to me. And unfortunately, like some people, I, the way I see racism, I, I see it as a, as like a, a low level of thinking. It's still in that premature phase, like where you're in the car and you want to call someone else, uh, you know, I'm not even gonna say it because it's just outrageous. I actually, to be funny, it's actually like a very creative way to just put two nasty things together and just say it to someone. And I, I mean, it's still messed up, but I've, I've seen that. Like, um, actually one memory does come up where we were, like, I, I just hate talking this way, but we were discriminated against, even though that's not the right word. Like, we were just like, we, we were at a gas station. My dad was putting gas 
in his car and there was like a piece of paper on the floor. And then we were in one of those states. And then the guy told my dad, pick up the floor. No, no, pick up the, you know, pick up the garbage you threw on the floor. And my dad is just like, that wasn't me. <laughs> like I just came in and then like, like the guy muttered something under his breath. And then I'm outside. My dad is showing me how to pump gas. You know, it's one of those days. And then like this guy's probably having a bad day and he takes it out on my dad. And I'm just like, I, that, that moment st stays with me because I'm just like, you know, racism is just the, the superficial part of it. It's just that you're, what you're going through, you're, you're putting it on someone else. So, right. my, I mean, my experience, like I, I know it's still alive. Uh, I, I said it before the, the conversation is racism is just the drag that dragon that we've been trying to kill. We've got some good shots in it, but it's still breathing. We still got to like, you know, kill it dead and just expose it in the best way possible. And, and, and the way to do that is just to still have conversation with, when, when your child brings up a racist moment or like a, a moment that happened to him, that's when you talk to him about it or her, whatever. But it's, I wish I had more to say, but I, you know, I'll, I'll give it to you, Lou. Um, I think the first time I've ever experienced racism, I was like, I want to say six or seven years old. Um, and at the time, I didn't realize I was experiencing it. I didn't realize it until I got a little bit older and the same thing happened. So my father, um, as Sean and David, you know, is uh, David's complexion. My dad is, you know, in all in all intents and purposes, he looks white. Um, a lot of people consider him Italian and everything, but no, he's full-blooded Spanish. He's full-blooded Puerto Rican. Um, you know, my uh, my family is from Spain. They migrated over to Puerto Rico. Then they migrated over to the states. Um, so. The very first time, I was about six or seven, I want to say. Um, you guys know my cousin Mikey. Um, Mikey is, again, David's complexion. Mikey's father, Sean's complexion. Maybe a little bit darker than, than Sean. Um, so we're all out. It's me, my dad, Mikey, Mikey's dad, my uncle, and we're all out. And um, uh, this... Uh, I guess they know this person or whatever, or they used to know this person. They was just like catching up. Both him and my my dad and, and my uncle um, was talking to him, and they was and the the lady that they was with was like, "Oh, your kids are so cute. Your kids are so beautiful and everything." And um, the lady faces my father and looks at my cousin and is like, "Oh, how old is your son?" And my dad is like, "My son's over there," you know. Um, and you know, he's, he's like, you know, six or seven, I forget how old I was. And that's the first time. And then it happened again. I was 12 years old. Um, I was at, this is my dad never really came to any of my baseball games. Like on the very first baseball game he came to, I was really close with one of um, my teammates. We used to take the bus together all the time. My dad would drop us off and my grandmother would, um, come to our games and pick him up and everything. Um, I called him Scuba Steve. Like that was my guy. Like, um, shout out to Steve. He's actually a, a cop now, which is funny because he actually pulled my dad over like a couple of years ago, and he was like, "Oh, how's your son?" Like he actually pulled my dad over because he seen my dad and just wanted to see how I was doing. Oh, 
<laughs> right. So, but he's That's mad cool. cool, whatever, you know. And um, yeah. So, uh, my dad came to the game or whatever, and um, I guess one of the other uh, coaches, you know, his his parents didn't come. His parents, I guess, worked on the weekends or whatever. It was one of the weekend games. My dad usually didn't come because he had his own games that was going on on the weekends. And so he didn't really come to mind. He went to his games. And then my grandparents came to my games. So uh, one of the uh, one of the mothers or whatever was um, speaking to him and was like, oh, um, you know, your, your son, your son is so good and everything. Mind you, Steve played in the outfield. I played in the infield. And she was like, oh, he made a really, he made some nice catches. He saved the home run and everything. And my dad is like, man, confused. Like, I mean, my my son don't play in the outfit. Like, you, do you mean Steve? And she was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, no, my son is here. Like, this is my son. And I'm 12 years old. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is me seeing at, at, at 12 years old. And I didn't. I didn't even realize the impact of that again until I got older, until I'm seeing things in a different light. You know, now I have my own son and my own son is 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 Davis complexion and everything. And that happened to me again. It happened to me when when he was only two years old and um, we was we was out or whatever. And this lady i guess thought that this other little black boy was my son and it was like oh your son is so cute and i'm like no nah, my son is over there and i'm like this is crazy because i've had to deal with this every single time growing up first it was me with my own father now it's me as a father and people would never look at my son and have the correlation where oh that's his dad because of the color of his skin you know my son is gonna grow up not having to deal with the insecurities or the racism that I necessarily grew up with, you know, where he's gonna kind of look at things where it's like, oh, well, I'm not gonna have that same fear of my mom had or my grandparents had of, okay, well, I'm hoping that, you know, Lou makes it home in one piece. I'm hoping that, you know, nothing happens to Lou out in the world. You know, Lathan is going to always be looked at as, you know, this cute little white boy. And it's literally because of the color of his skin. If it wasn't for his name, his his last name being mine, you know, they're not going to look at him as a little Spanish boy. They're going to always see him as a little white boy. And I had to explain that to Aubrey one time and I was just like, yeah, you know, because she was like, oh, you know, she had said something about her brother being white. And I was like, no, your brother's not, your brother is the same nationality as you. He is Spanish, you know, and just because you guys are two different complexions, that doesn't make him any more, any less your brother. It doesn't make him um, more privileged than you. It doesn't make him, it doesn't make you a less of a human being than him, you know, you guys are brother and sister and regardless of how anybody wants to treat you two you two are this same you know this is it really just stands back to equality and it's tough it's tough having to raise two different two very different complexity um complexity of children and having to have two totally different conversations the cra- and the crazy thing is about genetics because you can have children like I've seen it to where people have children as the same mom and the same father. I've seen kids come out, you know, the mother might be black, the father is white, 
one yeah. kid it was a tw- it was a, a set of twins one came out white one came out black like the way our genetics come out is like crazy because we 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 can make any color we can literally have any color baby mm-hmm. so it's just like the only thing that sucks about it is the people on the outside like you have like um Tia not Tia Tamara Mori you know her children are fair skin. Because um, you know their father is white, she's half white, so they're very fair skinned. She had her daughter with her, and the lady's like, "Oh, she's beautiful. Are you the nanny?" And it's like, "Why would you think to ask if I was this girl's nanny and not her mom?" Right. Like it's just like you gotta think in this world of so many. It's so many mixtures. Everybody's mixing together. Why would you automatically just this girl to me and and not say your daughter? And I would rather you say daughter than you know, and I correct you than you to say nanny. Why? Because I'm black and I have this fair skinned child. I have to work for the parent. Yeah, it's it's that's one. It, it makes you feel embarrassed, and then two, it makes you feel disrespected. You know, you're in this um, we're all in this space where we live amongst each other. You know, I have white friends, I have black friends, I have Spanish friends, I have a whole slew of different friends. And when you have these, you you live in this multicultural space, you literally, like even your friends will experience some sort of racism, even if it's not directed towards them. You know, I remember one night, remember on Rum Runners? On, um, on in, in Port Richmond, you don't remember Rum Runners? Okay, so Rum Runners was this bar. It was right next to Latin Paradise. It was shut down. That's uh, I think it was shut down a long, long time. Is that by the liquor store? Uh, it was across the street. It was across the street from the liquor okay, store. It was right there on the corner of like Port Richmond and like Richmond Terrace. Terrace. Yeah. yeah. So I don't really know what that. Yeah. Is. So I, I remember. I remember one night we was leaving. It was me, Troy, Jr. Um, a couple of girls or whatever, and uh, we, we had some of our right friends or whatever, and we was leaving, and a whole different situation. It was just a girl that I knew. She was upset. There was another girl I didn't know. They were trying to fight each other, and me and JL was just like, no, 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 like, it's not that serious. I remember, I, and I remember that night because I remember Dancing Dave was there. He was DJing that night. And he was, like, coming out, like, not trying to talk to nobody. He was just like, nah, let me get up out of here. Yeah, so, um, no, matter of fact, matter of fact, he ended up giving us a ride. So shout out to him because if it wasn't oh, okay. him, we would have probably got arrested and everything that night because the cops actually showed up. And it was... Let me do it real quick. Hold up. I ran into Dave. He was DJing at a spot in Manhattan. Mm. Um, my one of my birth my birthday weekend, the year before Rona, so the year before last, he's actually uh-huh. DJing at a, a club. So he moved up. He was in a club in Manhattan. Nah, he didn't move up. He, he actually he hit me up. He hit me up the year after my thirtieth. He was like, "Oh, you turning 30? And I'm like, "Nah." And he was like, oh, okay, well, anyways, I'll throw you a birthday party and everything, get you VIP. And I'm like, dog, I moved out of New York. I'm not even in New York, bro. Like, I appreciate it, but I'm not even in New York. Like, yeah, a year too late, baby. But, um, but yeah, so we're leaving and everything. And, um, so the cops ended up showing up. And it was, it was, it was like, it was just one, it was, it was one squad car that turned into like four, number white officers. And, um, they came to us. 
it was like, oh, what are y'all doing? What's the problem and everything? He grabbed me by my chest. And I'm just like, yo, I'm not even doing anything. Like, I'm trying to stop them. Like, it's them. Like, they're still fighting. They're still, like, why are you coming over here? Like, I they didn't do anything. They were still in the middle of fighting? Yes. And I'm literally, and it was two white girls. It was two white girls. Um, like, and I knew one. And I didn't know the other. It was two, literally, it was two white girls. And I'm like, yo, it's not even us. Like, we're trying to stop everything that's going on. And, like, they're harassing us. Like, and, they all, and I'm and I'm upset. And I'm upset. And being, I think I was, like, I had to be, like, 21, 22. And at that, you know, you have so much. Yeah, I was a hothead at that age. So, you know, I'm like, I'm like nah, F that. You know, like, y'all can't be doing this and everything. And JR is just like, yo, bro, like. Like, let's get up out of here before they end up trying to arrest us for not doing for for touching one of these white girls or something like that. Like, yo, let's get up out of here. Dancing Dave pulled up the minivan and and he was like, yo, 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 just jump in, jump in, jump in. So we ended up all just jumping in the car and he just dropped us off at our respective homes and stuff like that. Like he actually looked out that night. So, you know, shout out to him for that. But yeah, that night, like I was like, like once I started realizing what was going on and then my hot-headedness kind of calmed down, I realized, like, nah, like, these officers is really not playing around. They was really trying to lock us up. And yeah. we had nothing to do nothing with this Nothing to situation. do with it. Mm-hmm. You know, he was the ones that was trying to defuse the whole situation. And I still remember that day because I remember how he looked when he put his hand on my chest and, and was like, what are you doing like it was almost like you shouldn't be outside. Like you shouldn't be here in this establishment. Like it, it and it bothered me, you know. And once, once I had to like, you know, once you you leave the situation, you kind of think because you know you always anytime a situation happens or whatever, you kind of go home and everything dies down. You think about it, yeah. you know. You think about it to yourself, or you may think about it to everybody else, or talk about it. But I was really just sitting here thinking about it to myself, and I'm like, yo, I could have really been arrested for something that had nothing to do with me that night, all because of the color of my skin. Mm-hmm. You know, Jr. is a little bit lighter than me. They didn't, they didn't come to him. I probably was the darkest person there. Matter of fact, Troy was. But Troy, Troy is darker than you, but yeah, Troy was probably but, like in a bag somewhere. Yeah, Troy, I, at that particular time, I think Troy was just, he was trying to holler at some shorty. I think, uh, yeah, he was he was somewhere else. He was in the cut. So, but else. it was me and JR that was literally, like, we was the, right there. We the darkest people out there. Like, we, it was just me and him. And yeah, they came to me first. And it was just like, yo, what are you doing? And I was just like, wow. Like, I could have been arrested that night over nothing. You know, over, literally over nothing. And all I was trying to do was defuse the situation, stop these two white girls from fighting. And you live with that for the rest of your life. You think about situations like that. You know, I have, I have, you know, anxiety when I see um, cop cars. You know, if a cop is behind me, next to me or whatever, like, I have mad anxiety. Like, you know, two hands on a steering wheel type of, I'm not driving the same kind of way. I'm driving mm-hmm. a little afraid i'm driving mm-hmm. a are they gonna pull me over like am i doing anything wrong you know especially if they're behind and me. you could be doing and you could be you could be doing nothing wrong literally nothing wrong you'd be driving the speed limit you ain't got no uh nothing nothing on your car as far as like um but i got tents so i'd be a little nervous because i got tents and i got pulled over a few times because of my tents mm-hmm. um you could have you know slowed down and did your uh 
you know, five miles an hour as you turn right, you stopped all the way at your stop sign. But you see them and you just never know because you have these asshole cops that'll pull you over and make some shit up because they want to pull you over. I got pulled nothing over. to do. I got pulled over last year because all right, so my license plate, the way the the, the bolt when, when I first got my car, the license plate it just wasn't on correctly because mm-hmm. one of the bolts had like fell out or whatever. They wasn't able to put it in. I actually had to go back to the dealership and they had to like redo the screw and everything. So it was like it was crooked. It wasn't crooked. falling off or anything. It was just crooked. So I pulled over and he's like, Oh, um, your license plate's about to fall off. And I'm like, and so I'm explaining to him, I'm like, it's not about to fall off. It's just crooked. Um, they have to redo the screw and everything. And, you know, like I'm literally going the next day. But at that day, I was, I stopped at, I was going to Walgreens. I got my hair braided. Then I was going to Walgreens to pick up um, medicine because Lathan, um, when the weather changes, you know, like he has uh, retroactive airway disease. So like he gets wheezy and stuff like that. So it's kind of like having asthma, but it's not asthma. So um, I had to pick up medicine for him and everything. And he was wild wheezy and everything. The Lord's waiting for me to get back, um, you know. So I'm literally explaining to him exactly what's going on with my license plate. But I'm also telling him like, you know, I'm in a rush and everything. Is, is everything okay? Like, I just need to get home. I got to bring his medicine home. So then he looks in my car and he sees, you know, the car seats and everything in the back and everything. And he was like, okay. He was like, um, let me just uh run your um run your license plate and run your uh your your license real quick. And I was like, but what for? Like you stopped me because you wanted to tell me about my license plate. Now you wanna run like that doesn't make any sense to me. And I'm actually explaining this to him and I'm like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, you know, you literally, you, you said, cause when he came to my window, he said, I just want to give you a heads up that your license plate is falling off. And when I explained everything to him, now all of a sudden you want to try to find something else to justify why you pulled me over or, you know, to see if I'm a criminal or whatever. And I'm just like, yo, like I, I need to speak to, and I said that to him, I was like, I need to speak to your supervisor or whatever, because, because... at the end of the day, I, I feel like, you know, you, this is unlawful pulling over you if you wanted to just stop me and, and notify me that what's going on with my license plate all fine and dandy but now you're trying to go steps further no i need to speak to your supervisor he- but you know you know that they have a machine so say if like your registration is suspended or your um like if you're if they see your license plate or if they if you drive past them the machine picks it up yeah so they already um, know. Had an issue. They already know. When they yeah. pull you over, they already know these things. So you're trying yeah. to run my plate for what? You're trying to yeah. run what for what? Yeah, all if you I have to do is run my plate. It would when I drove past, it would have alerted you that like my, my registration was expired or yep. like my, my shit was suspended. It would let you know this before yep. you even pulled me over. Yep. And if you was giving me a warning, you'd be like, Okay, listen, get that fixed and then I'm on my way. Now you yeah, want that's to it. That's, stuff, yeah, like, it just doesn't what? doesn't make any sense to me. So you know I not I, even I, to not true. even to get all of that just because my license plate was a little bit crooked. Yeah, and I and I told them that I was just like, look, it's getting fixed and everything. It's not falling off. It won't fall off. You could go back there and you could try to pull it off. It's not gonna come down. Like uh, I've been like I, I had to wait for them to actually give me a date so I could bring in my car or whatever. So I've been I was driving around with that for like three months and he was just like, oh, so he went he goes back to a car or whatever. Then he comes back and he's like, all right, well, you know, just get that fixed or whatever. He was like, I'm just gonna let you know that your um that 
people like other officers will try to pull you over because of that just get it fixed or whatever and i was like look it's getting fixed. i think it was a sunday that that happened i was like look it gets fixed tomorrow monday monday morning i'm going to get it fixed tomorrow morning so um yeah that happened and like i, I was just thinking about that so i'm like and I was, I was going to speed limit i was doing it and it was raining that day it was raining that day and i'm like he's really in the rain talking to me like you you did all of this just to stand in the rain just to get wet just to just to pull me over for what at the end of the day like once i get once i told you everything was going on and you could have went back and, and tried to do it yourself like you know what i'm saying like at the end of the day just let me be on my way like i gotta get home you know like the the previous scenarios that you that you offered that you offered <laughs> that you <laughs> given to us like I just can't help but see like a trend in like overreaching communing and then lack of communication right like you know when you're in a situation you, you're trying to connect the dots but there's a difference between actually doing that and actually connecting the dots that you see or you think is happening like the mm -hmm. cop pushing you on your chest like he's probably trying to connect. The chaos is happening with the two girls fighting with each other with you. And then the cop is trying to like, and that's it. In the last scenario, like, you know, he could have been up front with you and, and tell, cause I know when I, when I get pulled over, the cop tells me, well, I got to run you because I just, you know, want to make sure that there's no outstanding things in your, in your license. You know, if the cop said, Hey, look, this part of, if it's part of their routine, if they stop you, then they got to run everything. Then they got to let you yeah. yeah, but but there's but that's for a lawful stop. Like if yeah. they, they cannot stop you without probable cause. They cannot they, they it's just there's no it there's no if there's no probable cause for you to run my license, there's no, you know, you're sus you suspect me to be a criminal, like because that's what it really comes down to. I you're this color of your skin, I suspect you to be a criminal. That's exact I'm driving while you get you get yeah, you get stopped because of that. I got stopped. Um, in Brooklyn, right? So now you know the like the mediums or whatever. So there's no cars coming. I'm able to. There's nobody walking. I'm able to make a right turn. So I go to make a right turn. The lady was on the medium, but she had just stepped on the medium from the other side. So I was in nowhere near this lady. So now the guy pulls the cops pulls me over, and as he walked up, because this is like before my locks actually got a little bit longer, so they were like short, and he automatically says, "Sir," and I was like, "Look, like." Oh, so in my mind, I'm like, he must have think, thought I was a black man. He pulled me over thinking that I was a black man. And then he made up the thing and said I cut the lady off. And the la I stopped the lady from walking. I'm like, the lady wasn't even in the street or attempting to walk. Like, she had just stepped on the median. So I wasn't interrupting her. I was already full on turn before she was even able to walk across the street. Like, what are we right. talking about? Like, so you made something up just because you stopped me. You stopped me literally for no reason. Like, I had the light... I had the right away because what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna hit somebody just to turn right. I'm gonna turn right regardless. So, how did that um scenario happen? Did he give you a ticket or anything? He showed up like this. Did you fight I it? Um, no, I keep putting it off because one COVID happened, and you can keep putting it off. So as long as you keep putting it off, like, cause it, that that gives me point. That takes points off my license for something that I didn't do. So I keep pushing it back. I'll get mm -hmm. to court when I get to court. But by that time, it'll be like the three years will be already done. And it'll just get dropped anyway. Silly. Yeah, I got stopped. I got stopped for my tents a few times. But I got the last time I got stopped for my tents, I passed, I was in New Brighton. I passed like 30 cops. On Jersey Street, there was like six cops 
So it's three on this side, three on this side. Now, you know, like, right there by, um, is that Zebra? So right by, like, Zebra, like, by the, mm-hmm. the sanitation, you know that street is mad little. Yeah, It's yeah, three yeah. of them stopped on each side. So I passed, I had to go in between all of them. Mm-hmm. I had, by the time I left, because I had was at bootleg, by the time I left bootleg, I stopped in New Brighton to drop people off, and then I went home when I was living in Park Hill. I had to have passed at least 25 cop cars. Wow. 25 at least. It was like, it was a hot night. They was out here. It wasn't until I got around the corner from my house that I got stopped. Wow. For my tents that I've had for so long. And they're not even that dark. And I actually bought it from the dealership with my tents on. So it wasn't even that dark or whatever. And they pulled me over for that. And I'm just like, looking at him like, I'm like, I literally just passed 30 cop cars and nobody stopped me. You stopped me and I'm right around the corner of my house. Like, I'm about to be in my house. And he was like, all right, whatever. He gave me a ticket. But I beat that one because he put the wrong thing on my ticket. He put that I had it on my front windshield, which I don't. It was only on the sides. And I got out wow. of it. On the front windshield? He put front windshield. He was tight. He was so mad, too, because he was like, yeah, he's like, but she had it on the side. And the judge looked at him like, well, you put front windshield. This mess, I was like, thank you, because I didn't want to have to pay the ticket. Tired of paying tickets. I feel like New York, they give you tickets for everything. Wow. Oh, and he actually showed up to court. This he showed up to court, and was he had his own little spiral. Like, he ran down how, like, it. I guess I let him test it, because whatever. But, like, my tent, you can literally see through my whole car mm-hmm. with my tent. Like, they're not that dark. But every time... No, they have to be a certain percentage of it. Yeah. They have to be a certain percentage, and if you, you pass it... Yeah, if you pass the percentage, like, you're good. Every time they say it, they tell me something different. I just be looking at them like, I feel like y'all lying, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, every time it's something different. So I just be like, whatever. I know I'm going to beat it, so I'm going to go to court and beat it. But he sat there and talked for 10 minutes, and I was just sitting there smiling. And she was looking at me. She was like, anything you have to say? I said, the ticket says front windshield. I don't have it on my front windshield. He's like, oh, the computer must have been wrong. It must have messed it up. And I'm just like. <laughs> yeah, must have. Must have, yeah. Um, well, and I brought pictures of my front windshield too. Like, look, I don't have it. Thanks. Because that shit was like a hundred and like, I think it was like a hundred. Even, even if it was on the sides, you were still beating it. Like, at the end of the day, like, even if you had put it on the sides, like, by it, it then, doesn't. By, by that time, I could have had my therapist or a doctor or somebody right that I needed because it hurts my eyes if I had too much sunlight in my car. Like, there's ways around it and ways to beat it. Like, now I feel like they don't even really like be crazy about your tents and things like that. Because right. I've seen people wear full blackout tents and nobody gets pulled over. I don't even understand why it's an issue. You have um, in Florida, you can have blackout tents in Florida. You can yeah. literally have it throughout your whole car. Yeah. Laws, man. You know New York is extra. New York laws be like. <laughs> I feel like I feel like it's every single time. I feel like New York, they want to take money from you every single chance that you get. Whether it's the highways, whether it's the poles, whether it's whatever. You're going too fast, going too slow. You didn't put your blinker. I've seen people get pulled over for driving too slow. Like that's I was amazing. going slow because you were right behind me, officer. Like yeah, I remember slow. So that's like I'm, an easy uh, ticket. Like what were you? I remember my boy Xavier got pulled over because they say he ain't fully stopped at the stop sign. It was, a, 
you know, it, it's, it's the stop sign. You know, when you're coming up, where is it? It's when you're in Stapleton and you're coming up on that on that hill, and it's like they get everybody on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wait, the thing is, he did come to a full stop that. sign. You have to, yeah, you have to come to a full stop sign. Mind you, the cop wasn't even behind him. The cop was on the other, you know, that the the other one way street going this way because you got to come up like this and then it merges. So you you literally have to come to a full stop sign regardless because you got to see if anybody's coming. There's no stop sign coming. Um, I think this is just a yield. So you have to literally come to a full stop to see who's coming that way. And then you can make that turn. So we did come to a full stop sign. And mind you, he didn't pull us over until we got almost all the way. We was, uh, was, we was almost on beach by the time he pulled us over. That's a whole... That's a whole three, four minutes away from where we were. You was so, prepared to speech. He was like, yo, how am I going to pull these guys over? What am I going to say? What am I going to say? What am I going to say? Should yeah. I go all guns or should I, like, you know, hey. It's just you, like, crazy. That block, and I know what block you're talking about because you cannot, you cannot. If you just pull out, you're getting hit. Yeah. Because you have the cars coming from this way. You have that apartment building right here with the cars coming down this way. Yup. Yup. So you're going to get smacked. And, and it's all a one way. It's all a one way. Yeah. yeah. So how am I not going to stop? And the thing about it, how they be trying to get you, because you'll come to a full stop. What I do is I'll come to a full stop. And then I still yield. Because I got one like that, too. She said, you didn't stop. But this is coming off, like, the South Avenue exit. Is it mm -hmm. Richmond, Ave Richmond Avenue exit? Mm -hmm. Coming off it. So it's, like, Fahi or whatever. So you have to stop. But you stop. And there's the off-ramp. So you, you got to watch what they're doing. So I usually stop. And I... Where the cones are, I still yield a little bit just to make sure I don't want to just jump out there. Right. Because you might get smacked. Yeah. You'll be speeding off those exits. They don't be going 30. I think it's 30 you're supposed to go coming off the exit. I don't think so, yeah. They be going. They yeah. be going like 60. Uh, that's, that's why they put the speed cameras there. Because people be um, speeding off speeding. those ramps. Mm -hmm. Speeding off those ramps. So you have to like come to a full stop. I'm not trying to get hit. And that's on my side. I'm getting mm -hmm. on my side. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -mm. But they just be wanting to give out tickets. That's ridiculous. I don't know. I don't. I don't think there's a quota situation. But they just be wanting money. The more we pay, the more they get in their pockets. I guess. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but it's like you know, I'm like there are other drivers that are just crazy. Like the other day, like I'm going, I'm going on Rich, Rich, um, Richmond Avenue, coming back, uh, and then there's like this Mustang behind me. The Mustang is like picking his lights, and he. Goes left, goes in front of me. I'm like, like that. I didn't. I, 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 was not affected. I was like, guy, if you, if you think I'm going slow, just go left. There's a car right in front of me. What do you want? Like, do you want me to face the car? You want to race? What's going? What are we doing here? People and, are crazy. A being a, a, a Ben shot of running off the road yesterday. I coming off of Clover Road exit. You know that there's one, two. It's three lanes, right? So you have the, the three lanes, that, the one that you could turn if you're going towards Cold Lake, the one you, the two that you can go straight if you're going towards, um, like, Park Hill and Rosebank and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then once you get through, it changes to another three lanes. So it's like right. the two lanes are going straight, but then it's that third lane. Right, 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 right. Go onto the expressway or keep going straight, right? Mm -hmm. He's in this lane, in the right lane. I'm in this lane. So he's here. I'm here. So now we're driving through and I'm moving over. So that's what you would do. You would move over to get to that extra bonus lane. Right. Now he came from here, swooped behind me, and is trying to go in front of me, but on the left lane. I'm like, where are you trying to go? How are you trying to get... But he's on a yellow part trying to get in front, but I'm already in the lane. But yeah. he's like 
keep speeding up and stopping and speeding up and stopping. I'm just saying, like, you can hit my little raggedy car. Like, I got tape on my bumper. Hit me if you want, bitch. You got a, 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 yeah. a Benz, a Benz truck at that. That looks like it's at least a 2019, 2020. Hit me, bitch. Because what are we acting like that for? What are we acting yeah. like that? I hate other, yeah. other motorists get on my nerves. Because it's like, are you in a rush? Do you want to hit the back of my car? Like, what do you want to do? Because yeah. I'm just trying to get, I'm not in a rush to go nowhere. You're in a rush to get to the next red light. I'm confused. Not going to lie. I sometimes miscalculate. Like, I see it. Like, I'm coming through and there's a car um, parked. And then, like, either, and you know, sometimes it's just like communication, right? Like, the car's parked and you got your yield lights on, and then you're pulling out. I'm like, bro, like, sorry. And like, he's pulling out and he's looking at me. I'm like, yeah, like, I didn't know. So, what, aren't you supposed to put the turning signal on? Exactly. When you're coming out, people yeah, forget well, like the basic rules when you learn how to drive. Like, yeah. if you're coming out of a spot, you're supposed to put your turning signal on. Like, you, they forget those little things oh, no. that you're it, supposed to do for that dog. It is absolutely worse down here. People don't use turn signals. People do not use turn signals at all down here. I was, we was uh, coming home. I forget, I think we was picking up the kids. I had all the kids. I had both of my children in the car. Laura's sitting in, and, um, yeah, I get cut off. Like, he just, he literally just cuts. It's And it's a narrow, like, I'm literally coming to a stop with the person in front of me and he just comes in. No, no, no. Had I not, had I not been an experienced driver, had I not, you know, always cognizant of what's going on because of the fact that I have my children, even when I don't have my children in the car, like I, I'm still, I drive like my children are in the car. I do my best to be you know what a I think very cognizant driver. New York it prepares you for everything. Yeah, that's that New York prepares you for everything because in Brooklyn they don't even stop at stop signs. Yeah, they don't. They they like driving in New York, especially if you drive in Brooklyn, it prepares you for any scenario. Out dodging cars, going in and out Crazy. of a little. You know how many accidents I see, and it's all because people don't use turn signals. Out here, like, every accident I guarantee is because they didn't use. And your speed limits are higher, no? Yeah, our speed limits are higher. Yeah, that's another issue. Y'all speed limits are way higher. And we talking about 25 miles and everybody's still going 60 on residential. Yeah, nope. uh, our our speed limits in residential is like 30 to 35. And then yeah. the actual, like, actual 70, main right? roads is, well, that's on a highway. The actual main yeah, road, like, too. big roads is like it's 40 to 50. It depends mm -hmm. on what road you're on. And then mm -hmm. when you get on a highway, it fluctuates between 65 and 70. So we, yeah, we always, I mean, our main highway, like when I'm going, like say if I'm going to Atlanta, that the whole way to Atlanta, unless you hit like the biggest city where you have to slow down, where it's like, You're going like 55 to 65, but it's 70. It's 70 the whole way to Atlanta. Yeah, but you going about 90 to 100? Me, nah. I, I still, I, I go about 75. I go oh, about okay. I don't, I, I, I still don't. End up 10, I, always, I always end up at least 10 miles over. I mean, I, I, uh, there's times where I, I might hit 80, but nine times out of 10, I'm going about 75. I, I stay between 70 and 75. You know, I, I don't want to, I don't, I don't like to give anybody any reason to pull Cause me Because cops are different, and the cops, yeah, the cops in the yeah. South, they're and, different. Yeah, I'm, and I'm afraid of them, especially out here. I'm not from here. As soon as they hear my accent, so they know that I'm not from here, like, I don't want to give nobody any, any, any ammunition to, like, you know, oh. Uh, 
this is a justified that's, a, that's another thing that we get hated on for too. We get hated that we're from New York. People hate people from New York. Oh, yeah. And I don't know why. They really don't like us. I mean, I could. I, I mean, could it's, it's the vibe. It's the vibe. We just. It's everything just, about us. You know what I'm saying? We just, we just, I think we think we better than everybody. I mean, we are, but um. <laughs> they copy but, us, so you know, um, I mean, I don't get it. But okay. Okay, we're running a little bit longer on this episode. It's you know, this is what we do. Sometimes we go into our rants and. Uh, you know, we get a little deep sometimes. This episode was very deep, but um, you know, I do want to thank everybody for coming out and watching us. Um, for those who haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, um, and hit that notification bell so that you know when we are you notified when we drop new videos and everything. Hit the like button because that helps out our page a ton. It helps out, you know. Um, we're trying to get some sponsorships. We would like some free coffee because we. It's coffee to go. We want some free coffee. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, thank you guys for coming out. It has been a, always a pleasure. Um, it's Sean, David, and your uh, gracious cause, Lou. And uh, thank you guys for coming out. This has been episode 15 of Coffee to Go. We will see you guys next week. Bye. Yeah. Wish I could paint Turns into pillow towel, pillow towel. Turns into sweet dreams, sweet dreams. Turn into coffee in the morning.